Hello and welcome to Divine Essence Podcast, where awakening women to discover their sacred nature and embark on an inspired life of happiness and purpose. I appreciate you taking the time to join us. I am Korianka, Inca High Priestess and Sacred Healer Guide. We get together the first Tuesday of the month. This is Season 1, The Divine Woman, Episode 4. On this episode, part of the Divine Woman interview series, we'll receive the most beautiful transmission of wisdom from world-renowned speaker, author, and modern-day medicine woman Rose Cole. Rose is a spiritual guide, founder of Rituality Inc. She's a co-author alongside Deepak Chopra and Andrew Weil, has been featured in Forbes.com and is a popularly featured guest on TV networks such as E! and MSNBC. Rose survived a traumatic childhood fraught with abuse and neglect and was raised in a household full of mental illness. She was then adopted and raised by a Native American holy man who inspired her studies of shamanic practices. Learn more about Rose at rosegold.com. Hello, Rose. So nice to have you with us today. Mm, thank you so much for having me, Koryanka. What a pleasure to have you with us. And um, I cannot wait for people to get to know you, the ones who don't know you. You are here in for a treat. And for the people who already know Rose, um, you know, how lucky are we to have her with us, you know, and sharing from her heart and her beautiful wisdom. So, Rose, to help others in their healing journey, you share so generously your life story, which includes experiencing in your early childhood poverty, neglect, and trauma, and later on some addictive patterns, depression, health issues. Ultimately, those life conditions led to your spiritual awakening. You started a process of healing your life in your early 20s. I believe that we hold our own medicine within. However, we forget that we do and how to access our own medicine. That is why there is a need for divine spirit to offer us catalysts of healing that we also call medicine. There are so many kinds of medicine, so many choices out there. Could you tell us what has been your medicine? It might have been more than one method, modality, or experience. Hmm. Oh, what a beautiful question. Yes, I feel like all of life can really be our medicine, right? I've had so many. I feel like I've lived 10 lifetimes already. But um, yes, there's been several different points in my life ex experiencing extreme medicine from the divine that changed the trajectory of my life. But one of those such moments was when I was living in Chicago. I was engaged to this man who was very powerful. He was this political um, prodigy as a, at a very young age. And we had lots of money and lots of power and rubbed elbows with very influential people all over the city of Chicago. And my ego was very satisfied with having all this money and fame and um, material possessions. Like I remember Barack Obama called us to congratulate us on our engagement. And we had Jesse Jackson, who was a big political figure. He 
was going to marry us. And we had one of the owners of one of the baseball teams in the city was planning an engagement party for us. But then there was this one day when a young man that we knew that was only in his 30s committed suicide. Just the pressure of living this really fast-paced life and living out of integrity with his soul had finally caught up with him. And it really rocked me because he was married and had two small kids and he was a friend of ours. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night with this panic attack. And I just thought to myself, wow, is this all there is? This is it? Just material things, power? And so I had an awakening and I decided, no, I'm not going to waste my, my life here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out what my purpose is here. And I know that none of these things matter. None of this materialism, none of, none of this power, money, it, it, I can't take it with me. So I gave back this huge diamond ring and oh, wow. I moved back to California. And I went to the man who had adopted me and raised me like a father. And he was Native American and he was on the path of uh, peyote. It's a plant mm -hmm. medicine used by the Native Americans for thousands of years for spiritual awakening, as you know, Orianka. Yes. Yeah. And um, he said, just trust me. Here, put out your hand. I'm going to put this sacred medicine in your hand and just take it. Trust me. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, it's the middle of the day and I have to drive. And what is he, what, what? It just, I was so confused. But there was just this look in his eyes and this presence that he had. I just trusted him. And I said, okay. And I took it. And 20 minutes later, I had these tears of joy rolling down my cheeks. I couldn't imagine experiencing that kind of presence and calm and perspective on my life and connected connection to the divine and it sparked this lifelong love of shamanic practice and sacred medicine i've traveled all over the world studying different practices and transforming myself healing myself from from my childhood as you mentioned orianka i had a childhood that had a lot of trauma and so i went about healing myself and now today being able to share some of these shamanic practices with others who come in from all over the world to work with me who are ready to evolve to heal to transform and to elevate to new heights it's been um so many years that this happened um what Rose is telling us is about her childhood and her early youth. Um, but you did master this um, ability to heal yourself and find your medicine in such a way. So was this the first time that you had uh, an experience with peyote or plant yes. medicine up to that point? So that was the very first time. Yeah, that was the first time that I'd ever experienced uh, the peyote. And that was my father's path. He was Apache, and that's how that was the path he was on. And I watched it transform him. He was very reactive when, he w when we were younger because he wasn't on that path. And then slowly over time, I watched him transform. And at the end of his life, he was a holy man, totally devout to his spiritual practices. So I got to watch and see what happens when somebody's dedicated to these sacred ways and how they can really transform from your life. But um, as you as you know, I, I built a whole empire and a beautiful life around sh shamanic practice and teaching spirituality and natural health. Um, so there was another point in my life where I built up this whole empire around my business 
and I knew you during that time and had another time of great medicine from the universe. Um, and that empire all came down, came down, and I started the whole thing over. Um, and now I can see in hindsight I was meant to relay my foundation from a different place to be able to serve as truly as an instrument for the divine. I would love for you to share with our audience um, how someone going through life crisis like you did, you had several different experiences of um, crisis and painful episodes in your life. How can someone create a space in her life like you did to receive her own medicine? Mm. Yes. Um, one of the things that has completely transformed my life is prayer and being in communication with what I call my divine team. We each have a divine team of angels on the other side and beings, light beings who are assigned to us. And I remember, I'm just naturally a skeptical person, I think, and hearing these things, <laughs> I just... So hard to believe that. I know, so hard but, to believe that. <laughs> I know, but it's true. It's true. I needed proof. Like I needed to experience firsthand, and I've gone through a series of... I, I prayed, I prayed and prayed and prayed and said, okay, if this is real, I need direct experience. Please share with me direct experience that this is real and then I can communicate with you. And I'm blown away what has transpired. Even in the last few years, my ability to, and my relationship with, like having direct experience of feeling and seeing and talking to a divine being uh, that's not here in human form. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind now that spirits exist and that there's life after death and that God exists because I've had direct, direct experience. Um, but the biz biggest piece of advice I could give to somebody is prayer because we here in this earthly realm, we have, we have will, free will. That's God's gift to us, free will. So our angels and our guides cannot help us unless we invite them and give them permission Wow, that's so true. I, you know, I have said that before. Um, and I think people don't really get a lot of the times the power of prayer. Yeah. And maybe you can actually give them some pointers as to how to actually pray in the, in, in the way that will yes. unleash these miracles. Because sometimes people think that prayer is something that is not. And I know you understand what I mean. Yes, yes. Well, um, let me give you these two little stories really quickly because I, this, I think, really helps to build people's faith because it first starts with faith. Um, so just the other day, I'm working with this woman, and she has gone through AA. She's um, clean and sober off drugs and alcohol for like 10 years, but she still goes to meetings. And it's a spiritually-based program here in the United States that helps people recover from drugs and alcohol. And it's based on prayer, but it never really clicked for her. They kept saying over and over for 10 years, pray to ask for help and guidance around your addiction. And she just never did. So there I am working with her last week. And I said, when you need, I'm sharing her with her how to pray. And she was trying to get off coffee, which sounds so trivial, right? It's like, oh, <laughs> but she had tried seven or eight times before. And it was really challenging. She had really bad headaches. She felt terrible. She was really suffering. So when I told her that I recommended that she get off coffee as part of the whole spiritual plan that we had, that I, I thought I was holding her back and hurting her adrenal glands and causing exhaustion, she was really um, scared to try to get off of it again. And I said, well, pray, ask for help around getting off of it. 
And she said, Rose, this is a miracle. I prayed and I asked for divine help with getting off of it and not having symptoms. And she goes, I literally didn't have a single symptom. I didn't have any Mm -hmm. cravings. It wasn't hard. I didn't have headaches, nothing, just completely nothing. And I thought, you know, there's, we forget how we can use it in little ways like that. And so I, I pray about everything. I pray all day long. And I remember having an ex-boyfriend who didn't believe, <laughs> he didn't believe in spirit. He didn't believe in God. He didn't believe in prayer. And I, he finally, to himself, we were together and he prayed by himself quiet in his head. And he said, please send me a sign that spirit is real. Send me a sign. The prayer works. And then literally two seconds later, without him saying anything to me, I said, you know, every time I pray and I ask for a spiritual sign, I always get it. And literally we weren't, we were just making dinner. We weren't talking. We weren't talking about anything out of nowhere. I say to him, whenever I ask for a sign, a spiritual sign, I always get it. And he looks at me and his mouth drops open. He goes, Rose, Less than two seconds ago, I just prayed and I asked for a sign that this is all real. And the answer came through you. (laughs) The answer came through me. Yeah. So, you know, so it really does. I have miracle after miracle after miracle. I have another friend who is addicted to hape, which you know what that is. It's the tobacco that they use uh, down in the jungles. It can be highly addictive. He had tried to get off of it 10 different times. And he finally, I said, hey, have you prayed? to ask for help and he finally did and it totally got rid of his cravings his cravings stopped he did he had no challenge getting off of it at all that is so amazing so miraculous and and that is a way of living really it can become the norm for someone if you are really willing to go the distance to live this kind of life um, with the support of your spirit guides, like you described. Yeah. Now seeing the proof, I, everything in my business, every decision I make, every interview I take, every client that I'm going to work with, I pray. And I have now developed a way of communicating with them, um, having a two-way conversation where they bring me yes or no answers. It's really profound. but um, And that's what I teach in, in the work that I do in my Shamanic Academy. But it, it all starts with prayer. And I'd love to share you know, how to pray because nobody ever taught me how to pray. I didn't know. Yes, please. Should I pray? Yes, please. I think it's necessary to teach people how to pray properly. Yeah. <laughs> so the first step in a prayer is to get clear about what you're going to pray about, which sounds so simple. But, you know, the way that I think of it so that I have a visual is when I pray, I literally, I imagine that it's like, you know, when, I don't know if you ever watched the Jetsons growing up or like, <laughs> you know, like, um, where when you watch these futuristic shows, when they do, when they speak to somebody else, they like push a button and all of a sudden like a screen pops up in the air and then you can see the person's face and talk to them. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine that a screen like that is popping up to the astral and that they can see my face. And all of a sudden my divine team is standing around this screen and God, and they're standing there waiting for me to pray and deliver what it is that I'm asking for. So I don't want, I want to be respectful of their time. So I want to get clear about what I'm going to ask them first. I'm not standing there like fumbling around like, well, maybe I want this, maybe I want that. I want to get clear about it. So I'll say, okay, this morning I'm going to pray to have ease and flow in my day to day. I'm going to pray to get to this location safely. Maybe I'm going to pray for some divine support and help in this area or that area. 
And then you want to say who you are praying to, who are you, who you are addressing. And um, maybe, I don't know what you think of this or what your thoughts are, but I've always been told that if you pray to God specifically, then those prayers will get delegated to whoever is um, most appropriate to take that prayer. So meaning that you can pray to your angels or you can pray to a certain archangel, but if you pray to God, there could be a being that you don't even know to ask for by name. There could be help or support or elements in other ways that you, you can't even perceive. So usually I default by praying to God or creator, as I call him, or however you want to address God. But you can also pray to your divine team or you can pray to um, all of the, sometimes I'll say I pray to all of the divine beings guiding and protecting me. That is wonderful. <laughs> I have a long list of spirit guides, uh -huh. including the yeah. divine that I pray to. And uh -huh. I know what you mean. Like it, it can be a long list, but it's yeah. awesome because yeah. then any, whoever is the most appropriate will come to help you, right? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have plenty of help. Yeah. Um, and some, and when I finally have this, you know, somebody told me, well, you know, if you pray to God, then it gets delegated to the d person that's most, I was like, oh my goodness. Okay. My list just got shorter, but I just, I feel into it too. Sometimes I have the list too. Um, so yeah, so that's the first thing. So you pray. So a simple way would be dear creator, I pray. And then I like to give gratitude first before I ask. First, I like to say I am grateful for my life. I give, I have gratitude for this chance to be alive, to experience humanity, to be of service. And maybe I'll list something else that I'm grateful for. And then I go into what I'm asking for. So today I pray and I ask. That's a really great way to just start off. Today I pray and I ask. And then you, I'm specific about what it is that I want to pray for and ask. And then you always want to do some kind of closing. And this is so sweet. The way that it was described to me is that when you say something like, and so it is, or aho, or amen, that that is the spiritual technology that is actually sending the prayer out. It's closing up that sacred space and sending that prayer to the other side. So it, a prayer could just look like this from start to finish. Dear Creator, I pray and I give thanks for this day to be alive, to experience humanity. And today I pray and I ask to be used as a vessel for your good and for your will. I ask that every step and every action I take today be divinely guided. And I give permission to my divine team to speak to me and communicate with me and bring lessons and guidance that can be helpful to me on my journey as I serve my brothers and sisters. I know that my prayers are answered and I give thanks. And then I like to say, and so it is, aho, all my relations. And mm -hmm. so that, and that's it. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much. You gave so many details. And I think that everything you said is very important in the way one prays. Um, because then the prayer, it's listened by your spirit guides and the divine and you receive. Yeah. You receive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's so, I mean, I have miracle after miracle after miracle happen to me literally on a daily basis, synchronicities, things coming into my life. When I started to live life from this way, that's when things got easier. So I have a little saying, it's easier with angels. Um, you know, Orianka, when you and I knew each other and had met up in different times in California, 
if I may just tell this really quickly, the story oh, that sure. I, yeah. you know, you saw my house I lived in. I had lived, I thought that I had hit like the pinnacle in my life. I was living in one of the most expensive zip codes in the country of the United States. I was making lots of money. I was putting on big events. There was a television show being made about my life. I lived in my dream house, but it wasn't I wasn't living according to divine guidance. It was coming still from my own ego and my own will. So the universe showed me very clearly this cannot keep going on. I have a very strong will, but it was still, it was like pushing a boulder up a hill. Everything felt so hard and so challenging mm. to make anything work. And then I went through a very painful divorce and I just, the entire, the universe basically took all of it from me and it came crashing down. And I had oh, to start boy. from from the ground up and I really had to put everything up on an altar and, and then that's when I really started praying you know that's what we usually pray right when things get really hard <laughs> yeah that's when we learn to pray <laughs> like the God um, help me but um, what a humbling experience Rose oh my and I gosh can, incredibly I can, I can totally testify to the truth of what you just said that house that Rose uh, lived in was absolutely gorgeous super comfortable huge pool um, you had a beautiful garden and everything looked good, so good. I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people admired what you had achieved um, in many ways. And to go from that to that learning experience of mm -hmm. losing all of that and starting to transform your life again, yeah. that took a lot of courage. I'd like to ask if it's been awkward, strange, or even shocking to you, the process of starting a new life, a new life chapter after that, after that one dark night of the soul. Yeah, you know, um, I look back now and I'm so grateful for it. I mean, I have tears in my eyes right now talking about it because had it not happened, I would have kept going along trying to do things my way and with my will and, and with my ego. And so I'm so grateful it had to happen. Uh, I wasn't listening to the signs and I wasn't getting into soul alignment. So I require my soul required that dark night of the soul. And so I'm grateful now, but it was friggin' hard when I was in it. And, you know, we've all been there. We all have those times of medicine, but I, what I chose to do is just realign and pray. I gave up all my attachments to like money, fame, having a show. I, all of it. I just said, look, you use me as your instrument. How do you want me to live? How do you want me to be used? Place everything before me on my path. And that's when things got easier. Um, mm -hmm. All of the people that were close to me when I had a certain image all went away. And all of a sudden, people that were of totally different frequency and consciousness came in, like angels, divine angels. So uh, I just rebuilt myself slowly from a place of prayer and a new foundation. And I will never go back. I will never. It's so much harder to do it on your own. That's my biggest message that I have for people now is that I have now rebuilt my business. And now it's from a place of so much alignment and so much beauty and so much purpose and faith where I don't have to figure out what I'm doing. They bring me messages and they tell me what to do. And it's beyond what I could have thought. It's so much easier this way and more graceful this way. So I just, I feel very grateful. Um, and I, I'll never go back. I, this is... For me, this is my message that I have for humanity, that we don't have to do it alone. None of us are yes. alone. And we, but we can't, 
we can't receive help from them until we give them permission. You know, there's, there's, this, <laughs> yeah. there's this great story that somebody tells me where this man passed away and he crossed over to the other side and he had an angel that was walking him to this door and the angel opens up the door and he looks inside and he sees wall to wall of shelves filled with stuff, people, money, opportunities. And he says, wow, what is all this stuff? And the angel said, these are all of the things that we wanted to bring for you and do for you. But we couldn't because you didn't give us permission and you didn't ask. Mm. So eye-opening. Yeah. That is stories. Um, yeah. That it is. So it's a matter of communication and talking to our spirit guides, asking for help and giving them permission to help us. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I do today. I have a whole program called the Shamanic Academy. It's a year long training of this, exactly what we're talking about. It's like Harry Potter school. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, people cannot believe this, this exists, but when you have direct experience of these divine beings, then that's when your faith, you go, wow, okay, how could I not live from a place of divine trust, trust in the divine plan? Um, so I feel very honored to be sharing this message and doing this sacred work. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that is absolutely life transformation. I like everything that you do, Rose. It's, you know, it's been a lifetime. It seems that you have been doing this kind of work. Always. I see people transforming their lives. Thanks to your teachings. You are one of those few women of our times in her essence, dedicated to embodying her highest potential while showing the path to others so that they can do the same. What does it mean being in your divine essence and what does it feel like? Hmm. <laughs> um, it feels like home. It feels like surrender. It feels like grace. It feels like I can finally let go of the wheel and trust. It feels like living on purpose. And um, the way that I got here was not by knowing what my divine essence was. It was by knowing all the things that weren't. The only thing I can say to get there, and I'm, it's always a process for me too, I'm coming into further and further soul alignment with every day, is that we may not know what our essence is and where we're going, but we don't have to know where we're going or the how. Let the divine do that. But you do know everything that's not in alignment. Every person, everything, every interaction, every food, we know when it's not in alignment. And then it's having that courage to say, no, I'm only going to come into soul alignment. Whether it makes any logical sense to our mind, whether our ego likes it, to really trust and say, I'm going to live in alignment. Absolutely, Rose. We'll take a moment now for a special announcement. If you like this interview, you might also like my other episodes, including the ones of the Divine Woman interview series. And I highly recommend that you download free the golden notes and inspired action resource that I have created to go along with this interview series at alturasspiritualjourneys.com forward slash essence. It contains highlights, practical advice mentioned by our special guests and a few bonus tips. You will have access to the growing library of Divine Essence bonus golden notes and more. You can find the link to sign up for the free bonus in the episode description on your smart device and on the episode's file information itself. Now I'll continue this great conversation with our future guest. Hmm. To be in divine essence, one needs to be in touch with her truth. 
like you said, be able to listen to the voice of her soul. But a lot of people have a hard time connecting with their truth. Other people's opinions and teachings from our family and society, acceptable ways of doing things that can be, all of that can be distracting and even feel like pressure to do things according to what is expected from us. How did you learn to connect with your true voice despite so many voices around you? Mm. It's a daily practice of getting still, of getting grounded and building up what I call sovereignty. So learning how to set healthy boundaries and stepping out of codependency. At the very beginning, what were the very first few steps you had to take? Like, do you remember back then when you were starting this process of learning to find your voice? Yes. Um, I got quiet. I, that's one of the times I've had to do it several times in my life. Um, I let a whole group of friends go, over 100 friends go. <laughs> I went inward. I got quiet. I retreated. And I meditated and I took my feet, my shoes off and I stood with my bare feet in the grass and I didn't make any moves forward until I got that divine guidance. Um, I had to find out who I was because I've been living my life for everybody else and everybody else's expectations of what they wanted of me. So I'd say it starts by getting quiet and, and reclaiming and pulling. You can literally sit and do an exercise and imagine that all of your energy is all out in the world, that you're, you're reeling it in like a fishing wheel, reel and you're reeling it in and drawing all of that energy back to yourself. And then I take my hands down on my stomach and I disconnect all of the cords, except for my daughter, all of the other energetic cords from people or ideas or things that have attached to me. So I can come back to myself to hear who am I? Who am I without the influence of anybody else? What do I believe? What do I need? What do I like? What is true for me? To start from that place. Yes, it's a necessary step, right? To be able to acknowledge that there are all of those influences and that we need to um, step away from, from those voices, from what other people want from yes. us to be able to find our truth in silence. Yes. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'd like to ask you something that I believe a lot of people um, might need to hear from you. When one is starting to remember the light within and who we truly are, we are vulnerable in a lot of ways until we gain confidence and it feels natural to embody our authentic selves. We might be influenced by other people's heavy energies and beliefs. What's the best advice you want to give to the women who um, are starting to remember their light? If I may whisper to them, and say that when you stand in your truth and who you are, meaning like you really share, these are my beliefs and this is what I like and this is what I need. Our fear is that everyone's going to move away from us. That if we share with our husband, but our fear is that if we share with, let's say our partner and we say, you know what? I believe in reincarnation. Or I believe in crystals and we, or I believe in life after death and we share those beliefs that people aren't going to understand us or they're going to ridicule us. You know, there, for so many centuries, we were tried as witches in many cultures for our beliefs. Okay. So we have, I call it healing the witch wound, where there's a part of us that still is afraid that we're going to be prosecuted for our beliefs. But we're in a different time now. And what, my, what I have noticed is that when I share, I just had this happen two days ago. I was afraid to mm -hmm. share with this man who he helps you to put together a TED talk 
he helps people get TED oh. Talks. And yeah. so I'm talking to him and he's a big national speaker and he's done four TED Talks. And I just shared open with him, openly with him about my beliefs about spirits and how I talk to spirits and how they talk to me and angels and all this stuff. And here this man who I think, oh, he's mainstream. Uh, maybe he's, maybe he's not going to get this. He said, Rose, just last night I had a spirit come to me and communicate with me. Can you help me with this? Help me, help me make sense of this. And I went, wow. And the same thing happened a few months ago when I saw my dermatologist, my skin doctor. I just started talking about my spiritual path because he asked me, oh, what do you do? And all of a sudden his mouth drops open. He goes, wow, I've been going to sweat lodges and practicing Native American practices. And he opened up to me about his spiritual path. And the same thing happened with my dentist and the same thing happened with my, with my veterinarian for my cats. So... <laughs> When we speak our truth and we share these beliefs, you're going to find your true tribe and the people that you're meant to connect with are, you're going to see how many people are waking up right now and they need somebody like you who can speak their truth and say, yeah, I believe this too. I believe in crystals. I know so many women that hide their crystals from their husband because they're afraid that their, their husband is going to ridicule them. But the more we speak our truth, if somebody doesn't get you or believe in what you believe or they ridicule you or they don't have respect for your beliefs, then it's better to release them. I promise you that the people yeah. that are in alignment with you and your beliefs will find their way to you. They will come out of the woodwork. They will. <laughs> that is fantastic advice uh, to speak your truth um, because like you said a lot of people have had some kind of experience with the spirit world but sometimes they don't trust themselves they don't believe that it's true what they have experienced and they need someone to help them validate what they already know and sooner than you know um, you're sharing something that is true to both of you something that you both know is there yeah so you make connections yeah, with people. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So true. I know you've experienced that so many times too. It's like all of a sudden you'll be on a plane and you're talking to somebody and then you're like, wow, they believe this. I mean, it's just crazy. The, the angels that will come along your path that you'll get introduced to when you're in your, when you're speaking your truth. <laughs> um, yes, but you know that that doesn't happen necessarily during your whole life. Like there needs to be a point of alignment with the divine world and the desire to communicate and faith, right, for that to happen. So there are a few things that need to be in place for one to have that kind of experiences. Hmm. Yeah, I guess it's just become such my reality. I live from that place. I expect it. I expect miracles. The miracles for me are real, and so then, therefore, they happen almost on a daily basis because I believe in them. And when you surround yourself with other people that believe, you know, most of us, we start to get um, isolated. I talk to people that will live in a town where they don't know anybody who has their same beliefs. Us, that's why you and I were talking about this before the interview. That's why it's so important for us light workers to come together and why it's so important yes. that you're making this podcast. So we realize that we're not crazy. We're not alone. No. And we don't feel isolated. So that even across the world, each of us light workers is holding our spiritual post and our place on the globe. But we're not alone. We are connected. And we can remind each other that we're not crazy. <laughs> <We're coming together. laughs> yes. And it's so important to nurture that kind of connection. Um, because we are a drive and we are a spiritual family and we need to remain united so that we can each of us can be stronger and we can make a difference in the world this yeah. doesn't happen in isolation yeah 
So talking about miracles, would you share with us of a time when you gave yourself permission to desire something that was big? Ah, oh, that's a beautiful question. Let me think about that for a moment. Hmm. To desire something big. Gosh, where do I begin with that question? You know, when I gave back the ring in Chicago and left that whole world, I, I gave back that ring and my fear was, wow, what if it doesn't get big, like better than this? But I just had to trust and know that something bigger was coming. And that's when I met one of the greatest loves of my life, this amazing man who became one of my teachers, my spiritual teachers. And we were in a, a two and a half year long love affair. And he, till this day, has been one of the most influential people in my life. He was a, He's an international speaker and changed and transformed my life in so many ways. So I think just the faith and trust that I deserve it. I deserve to be surrounded by amazing, beautiful people who love me and adore me and appreciate me. And since I believe that, uh, those people have come into my life everywhere, all around me. <laughs> that is so beautiful. That is a beautiful thing that you learn, right, from that experience yeah. of giving yourself permission to desire big again. Yeah. But in a different way, right? This time it was way much more in alignment. You were searching for something true to your heart completely. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's, for me, it's something that money can't buy. It's not about anything material. Um, it's not about experience. It's, it's about, am I evolving? Am I growing? And the kind of people that I'm attracting into my life give me a mirror because I see, wow, I must be going to a different place in my life if I'm attracting these kinds of people into my life because like attracts like, right? So you can see your progress by who gets to, who, who is brought into your field, who is brought into your sphere. It's true. And because you are attracting miracles into your life and you are here to be of service, you attract the same kind of people, yeah, right? Absolutely. You. Yeah. <laughs> How beautiful. Um, I ask everyone uh, at the end of this beautiful interview series um, a very short question. This is kind of like we're going to play, okay? I want you to fill in the blank. There is a phrase I will say. It's a very short phrase. And I want you to not think about it. Just kind of go with your heart. Okay. <laughs> I'd love to see. I love to see people go through transformation and wake up to their highest potential. I'll never get tired of seeing that moment where they pop through to another level of consciousness. I, I, it's my greatest, greatest joy in life. That is so beautiful. And that is the body of work that you, you offer to this world. This is who you are, part of what you came to do in this earth. And you are doing it so beautifully. I cannot um, stop saying thank you, Rose, for how you contributed to my own growth. Um, when I met you, I was just fresh um, after my spiritual awakening, and um, I didn't know that I needed any help, actually. Um, and all of a sudden, you popped into my awareness. You kind of appeared. Um, I was searching for a chocolate recipe online, and I found Rose Cole <laughs> and her high priestess training. Um, so <laughs> something in my, you know, some part of me, my soul wanted to find a teacher and I found you <laughs> and you have been so generous in sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, and also this ability to connect with the spirit world. So thank you again for that. Um, 
and it's been a pleasure having you on this interview. Uh, thank thank you. you so much for saying yes. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for the sacred work that you are doing to bring this, these messages to the world. It's so beautiful to reconnect with you, Arianka. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, what a pleasure. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. This is the link that you need to access the free bonus Golden Notes and Inspired Action of the Divine Woman interviews. AlturasSpiritualJourneys.com forward slash essence. When you sign up, you will also receive some other really helpful future resources as well. This has been Korianka. Thanks for listening to Divine Essence Podcast and this interview series.